This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello and welcome to another episode of Yellowstoners, a podcast dedicated to getting high on drama, digging into the Duttons and everything Yellowstone slash 1883, hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo and editor-in-chief of the playlist, Rodrigo Perez. Today, we have the emotional final two episodes of 1883 to discuss before Yellowstoners goes into a bit of a hibernation. But don't worry, we've still got you covered on the podcast front because Yellowstoners is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, the Discourse, Bingeworthy, Be Real, Deep Focus, The Fourth Wall, and more. Like and subscribe on any of your podcast apps of choice and drop us a comment on iTunes as we always appreciate it. Well, Rodrigo, our predictions of a several season journey across the American West were thankfully incorrect. And a lot has happened in these final two episodes of 1883. We finally caught up to the slaughter that was teased at the beginning of the show. And even though they literally showed us what was going to happen to Elsa on episode one, we still didn't, or I guess didn't want to see it coming. The Duttons made it to Montana, but the cost was immense to say the least. What did you feel about the final two episodes and did it change your outlook basically on the season overall? Definitely. And I also (laughs) just want to say that like for any people who've come and and joined to listen to Yellowstoners just on maybe this podcast and maybe not any, any others, you should tune into Bingeworthy, which is our TV podcast. And, you know, Yellowstoners is not going to be much different in terms of it's just going to be me and Mike talking about other TV shows. So definitely check that out. But to your immediate question, yes, this really, you know, if you've been listening to this whole thing, you probably know that i kind of vacillated and, and wavered up and down on, on how I felt about the series. Kind of liked it at first, felt it sagged a lot in the middle, was getting frustrated with it. And I feel like, damn, this thing really redeemed itself in the end. They made some incredibly bold, big choices. I don't think you could have made any bigger choices um, yeah. in, in the finale and the, the way that certain characters met their tragic endings. And I was really, really impressed. I thought it was really emotional. I thought it was really kind of baller for them to go in and, you know, I guess we won't get to the quite spoilers yet, but you've sort of intimated at it that they, you know, basically the two most popular characters on the show were off um, at a tragic demise, which is really insane to do for your first, <laughs> first season. A really, really big move. I think there's probably some reasons for that, but we can discuss those later. I mean, like logistical reasons, but yeah, I mean, major, major stuff. I like television like this. It, it feels like things matter. It feels like yeah. stakes matter. And it feels like, more importantly, this show, and like many Taylor Sheridan shows, as we discussed, are, and this one specifically is, is about, you know, the, the, the cruelty, the unforgivingness, and the hostility of nature. And all the shows, or all this stuff in general, is, is in some way or another, is about man's relationship to the land and and the land's relationship to man and and this one is is, is essentially about like 
you know, especially we're, you know, we're in the 1880s. It's very uh, inhospitable for, for people. It's not easy to, to like a journey like this is creates a lot of death. And that's what we saw. And, you know, maybe, maybe this could have been more of a, a mini series instead of like 10 episodes, maybe it could have been a, a tighter, like six episodes or something, but they really put their money where their mouth is in terms of like their theme. This is, this is hostile. What we're doing is dangerous and hostile and, and many people won't survive it. It's just really fucking tough to live in this century at this time with the technology we have. And I mean, holy shit, they weren't kidding, you know? Yeah. For me, when you land a show with that much emotion and that much finality, I can't help but respect the hell out of it. Like Sheridan, yeah, he's not afraid to kill his darlings with this one. And it makes it feel that much stronger as a single season kind of arc and story. Yeah, um, for sure. There's a, I, that's another thing that I love about this kind of television where like it feels so final. It feels like it's over. Like if they could just yeah. end it right now, like sure, they'll figure out a way how to go on, of course, but they certainly don't need to. And I love television that can at least end with a kind of finality that like, you know, I think he said in an interview this morning or from this weekend, I think it ran this morning uh, about, you know, him making like a 10 hour movie with like a, you know, a, a, a finality to it. And, you know, as much as people love to scoff at when any filmmaker says I, I've made a X amount of hour movie, uh, <laughs> I, I do feel like it is, it does feel like that. Yeah, know? it does. Like, I mean, there, it, it still, you know, was television and there was probably like three or four episodes too long, but otherwise, I mean, this, especially, and, and not only that, like the last three episodes, I think were really great. Mm-hmm. They, it was really, uh, they were really tight, really well-written, um, emotional, that even like the the antepenultimate episode, episode eight, was really kind of soulful and low-key and quiet in this really engaging way. Nine obviously had the 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 shootout and, and the whole attack with the, the Native Americans that, that was teased up in the first episode. And then, you know, like I, I was saying at one point, I was like, could they, you know, they basically told us for two episodes this character is going to die the certain character is going to die yeah and, <laughs> and i was like could you imagine if they repeat this for two episodes straight and then, and they, then don't they don't kill, kill that her character? like and i would and i was like you know it would be typical television say that they don't you know and like i the nature of like you know never-ending storytelling i was just like yeah that this character is probably just going to survive they're going to pull some bullshit same and television and no, they didn't. And they passed and it was moving and tragic and beautiful and heartbreaking. And, and I was like, hats off, man. Like, this is like, you know, I, I have some, some, some problems with his storytelling here and there, but yeah, major hats off for this. I thought I was really, really impressed with that, with this final. final yeah. Uh, not a lot of TV gets to me as much as this did. But I don't know if it was the fact that I was holding my one-year-old daughter, you know, while I was watching the finale, probably not a good move in hindsight. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. But man, got, I was, I was crying openly. If you've got children, man. I, I even, I, I don't know. It just, it was quite moving and, and again, like baller and surprising. Like, and then another character goes out after that. And I was like, no way. Like, oh my God. Like another wow. character in which they called their shot in the middle of this season. They said yeah. that's what they wanted to do and they did it. So it's just like, you're, and yet it surprises you again. It's kind of crazy that he's, he's managed to tell you what was going to happen from the beginning yes. and still Indeed. surprise you. And, and 
yeah, again, for television, which we, you know, um, yeah, we're just so expected to expect the expected in a way, right? Like the expected <laughs> yeah. would be like that they would, everybody would live and, and, you know, oh, we love these characters so much and, you know, we can't do that to them. That's what most TV show runners would do. Yeah. Like so many show runners would just go, yeah, no, no, no. We love them too much. Like maybe if that was our original plan, we'll, we'll, we'll do that later on. But right now, like we've got so much momentum, we can't do that. And they just went for it. And like, let's just say it's like, I, I don't know, to me, they're, 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 the, they're not technically the leads, but they're technically the, the two most popular characters. I got to say, right. Uh, can we, uh, I think we should jump into spoilers and just say, just spoiler warning. I'm assuming yeah, you're listening right. to yes. uh, <laughs> a, a podcast like this for, you know, a kind of almost an emotional release a bit after watching it. Um, and Elsa is a main, she's the narrator of the show. So the show is going to fundamentally change without her there. Okay, um, yeah, you're right. In that in, in that regard, she yeah, she is the lead character. So yeah, um, yeah, they they killed Elsa, who is the lead character. I, yeah, I guess in that regard, I guess I was thinking it more like Tim McGraw and and oh, yeah. Hill, who are kind of the the biggest names. Certainly, um, yes. But yes, the show is told from Elsa's POV. So yes, in that way, I guess she is the lead, but she also sort of feels in some ways like the lead supporting character, just like in the same way that Sam Elliott feels like kind of like a lead supporting character. Sure. You know what I mean? And Sam Elliott, who is, is the other character who who died after, after her. And it was just like such a, like such a one, two punch. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was quick succession. You realize the whole caravan has, has been slaughtered. Elsa finally passes away once they reach Montana and Shay gets to the ocean and shoots himself on the beach. The only people who have happy endings in this is Thomas and Nomi, who find some land in Oregon. And who knows if we'll see them again? Who knows if that story ends tragically, ultimately as well? Do you think we're going to see those people again? I don't know. And I would kind of assume no, given how far Oregon is from Montana. That's not, yeah, that's it's, not very close, right? There's no plane rides to just hop over and, there. And, real quick. and by wagon, you know, that's like another treacherous voyage. Yeah. That, that, that's not like just saying hello, you know, mm-hmm. that's not like visiting relatives. That's like a risk your life kind of voyage again. And and given how much carnage and, and how much suffering and tragedy that, that they saw on this trip, I would assume no one else is going to take that take that kind of journey again it, it's it's why we now know why they, they 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 stayed in montana and never left right mm-hmm. yeah because of that and so i'm assuming no we probably won't see them unless they want to do some sort of cross-cutting to like showing what their lives are like in season two or something ultimately um, like where it goes from here is is a big question i know the this whole season in the end is about you know the costs of what it took to actually get to the the ranch and how that was established and why it means so much. But I think season two is, is going to be all about what it costs to keep it. Yes. You know? Yes. Very much so. And, you know, like we were discussing in past podcasts, it just feels so really great and refreshing that they just got to it. You yeah. know, like I'm they, so they, thankful we don't have to watch more, more of the Yeah, the We could have watched more like, and, and, you know, the Oregon trail was, like kind of interesting at first. And then it was like, oh, this is just going to be obstacle after after obstacle to get there. And it's like, you know, after a few episodes, we've kind of seen 
you know, the most of what we're going to see and what you can do, you know, I'm really glad that they did that. Now you're going to write, it's going to be the beginning of showing what the cost is of holding down to this and what, yeah, you know, like it's going to be difficult. It's going to be arduous, but it's going to be those challenges probably of setting up and then holding on. Right. And and it's like, uh, yeah, you know, there's going to be a a, a lot of, it's going to, it's the beginning of, of basically the Dutton legacy, which is like fighting to hold on. Yeah. So we'll see the very beginnings of that. And it'll be interesting because now we've got just Faith and Tim McGraw and, and their I, son. You know, yeah. Yeah. And their son. And I think they show another son in one of those flashbacks, right? They do indeed. Yes. Right. So they have what we'll see is the young boy who's older. And then they, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they fast forward a little bit in season two where mm. that son is already the age of the boy that we saw or something like that. You know what I mean? Like uh, I, I, it's, I doubt it's going to pick up immediately them like, you know, starting to like, all right, let's start let's digging build a cabin. Build a barn here. You know? <laughs> like, I, I doubt that's going to be the case. I, I think it's going to be a, probably cut to a few years later and they have another child. I don't know how old he'll be, but that's probably more of what I'm guessing. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's interesting because now you've got just those two. I'm sure we're going to introduce, they'll introduce other characters and, you know, ranch hands and stuff like that, that they'll have that maybe will be again, like sort of legacy characters, maybe the grandfathers of who knows what, or, you know, that kind of thing, or maybe grandfathers of, of characters that'll show up on 1932 or whatever it's called, you know, right. yep. you got to assume someone there like, uh, is probably like what's the what's the old guy ranch handler on Yellowstone's name again? Lloyd. Um, Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at one point we find out that like Lloyd's father was like you know worked for the ranch as well or something like that. Mm. Yeah, it would wouldn't surprise me either. Right, but... and that, that would be the kind of connective tissue sort of thing that they would do, and maybe Lloyd's father would be someone we saw on like 1932 or something like that. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Either way, just a devastating finale and one that really really landed uh, as far as the things they could have gone and done Uh, i'm sure a lot of networks would have encouraged him to stretch this out as long as possible but i'm glad the journey happened in one single season and it was as final as it was for sure like Hats off, big wow. I guess all what I was intimating earlier, I think probably the get of getting Sam Elliott for a television show like this was probably like, okay, I'll, I'll do it, but I'll only do one season. And that's probably how that was done. And, you know, the girl who plays Elsa is not a big name yet, but, you know, that was probably, that was something in the, in the writing stage where he obviously knew from the beginning that something major had to happen and it had to be a thing that's emotionally going to, effect and damage them going into the future going forward that's going to probably affect the way they relate to other people and 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 cloud and um and and affect all their decisions and how they react with people it's going to be like this big devastating thing that like really you know haunts them you know and it's oh no there's no getting over that (laughs) all their decisions one way or another um so that's interesting and telling and he obviously in retrospect now that we've seen it that was obviously planned from the beginning and then it was because we see like you know that start begins with episode nine and, and it shows the beginning of the end right at the beginning it, it like like you said he like told us everything from the beginning not only that where you said like you know they basically told us what was going to happen from elsa in the beginning and in a way we were expecting them to not do that and sam elliott's character tells us exactly how he was going to end his life 
And then they do that, even though we didn't think that. And then the other thing is they, Sam Elliott's character told us that this was going to be a treacherous journey and very few people are going to survive. And that's basically what happened. Like they came to the end and there was like maybe like two or three wagons left and basically everybody was wiped out and almost nobody survived. Uh, I think like maybe there was a, what is that couple with the, the guy who's got his leg got cut off? Um, yeah, the leader of the caravan, basically. Yeah, I don't know his name either, but I'm getting his name. Yeah, off he's hand. the only one that his wife didn't make it, but he did. Right. So, right. So man. Like, are they going to are they gonna like continue on with his story? Joseph. Joseph is the yeah. character and his his character is he's played by Mark uh Reisman. And yeah, his wife didn't make it. And God, he 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 his, he had to have his leg amputated because it got bitten by a rattlesnake and it was infected. And that was a brutal scene. Everybody fucking got wiped out. It was, it, they, it was what they said it was. They weren't lying. This is going to be a, a, a brutal treacherous journey that very few people would survive. And that came very much to pass. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, should we mention that Yellowstoners is definitively kind of taking a break as it were, because we have no more Yellowstone content to, <laughs> to binge and then talk yeah, about for, for sure we are on definite hiatus for the, the immediate future although we'll say if you've been listening to this podcast like i guess the last episode you'll know that that may not be for very long because there's a, a whole <laughs> lot of stuff expected starting this summer so we might only offer a few months i don't know we were sort of like debating how we're going to uh, approach everything because we've got Yellowstoners, but we've also got Bingeworthy, which is our television podcast. So we haven't really quite decided what's next. But uh, in terms of Yellowstone content, there's going to be plenty of it coming. And there might be four Taylor Sheridan shows coming this year. Yellowstone, uh, which is supposed to hit this summer, the um, Sylvester Stallone mob series, which maybe connected to Yellowstone in some sort of way, maybe like a vague way. They're supposed to, one is supposed to tease up the other one because Yellowstone is going to be broken up into two seasons. So it's going to be Yellowstone part one. Then uh, the Stallone show, which I'm forgetting the name of, I believe it's the the Tulsa King is, is the next show. And then the Tulsa King is supposed to set up Yellowstone part two, that will, I assume will be sometime in the fall. Then there's supposed to be another season of 1883 at the end of the year. This seems a little bit too ambitious to me, but this is what has been reported. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere in the middle of that, the second season of Taylor Sheridan's Mayor of Kingstown is also supposed to be on. So that's... And then the four sixes is also in development. Right. But that's not going to hit. But that the So that's two Yellowstones, the Tulsa King, 1883 and mayor of Kingstown are all supposed to hit within 2022. I think that's unrealistic and I don't think that's going to happen, but that's what's been reported. So we'll see. Hey, good that on would, them if they can land it and, and would, make the content, you know, watchable. <laughs> that would be four shows and technically five. If you want to break up the two seasons of Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah. Pretty uh, we shall see about that. If they can pull that off because there's n- almost no gaps uh, in between, if you're starting in the middle of the summer, or even at the beginning of the summer, uh, you're going to be on top of each other. And that's asking a lot of audiences, but you know, we'll see. We'll also see if they're that fast because God, that's, 
really, really quick, but we'll see. And and of course, we will keep everybody posted on Taylor Sheridan's sanity, as I'm sure at some point he will lose it and become a recluse. Well, as they've as they suggested already, he's probably going to start delegating uh, much of his writing and duties. I mean, the the Tulsa King already has a, a another showrunner, which is a first for Taylor Sheridan, um, and that's probably a sign of things to come, where he starts giving show writers uh, more uh, free reign um, to do the shows because he's going to have to. That that's we've we've just basically discussed four recurring shows and one new one coming next year, and then there's like another four or five brand new shows in development so yeah yeah, yeah. that's not it's not gonna happen for him to to write all this stuff he's gonna have show writers they're gonna have writers rooms things are gonna change he's gonna probably have to oversee a lot of stuff and still be incredibly busy as hell but probably not putting uh pen to paper as as it were nice in the same way anyhow i'm sure he'll be writing some of these shows and probably the pilots for a bunch of them and maybe the finales and directing a bunch (laughs) yeah here and there although you know that if yeah. anything's going to suffer, it might be the direction. I think you know for sure in terms of like in terms of his time, if he's going to take a step back and wants to remain uh, a creative force overseeing stuff, it's easier to be a writer at your desk and then be a director who has to spend a lot of prep time that takes you away from writing and managing and overseeing. You know what I mean? The directing mm-hmm. is probably the most. Uh, time consuming even if it's just one episode the amount of prep time that you have to put for directing anything is uh yeah that would be a real big time suck so uh, if anything uh, uh, my guess is you'll see less and less credits of him on on his directing credits either way he'll keep making them and we'll keep watching them and talking about them either here or on bingeworthy i want to thank everybody for sticking with us and and letting us vent about our emotions when it comes to yellowstone in 1883 and uh, we will most certainly keep on Yellowstoning in the future. See you uh, soon, but you know, keep on uh, keep on track to the Playlist Podcast Network. We've got so much stuff, and if TV is your thing, binge worthy is your fix because we are basically on there. Um, almost going to be like several times a week uh, for the next little while. Yeah, there's a lot of content to watch. <laughs> yep, and we're recording stuff all the time, and there's so many interviews. There's if we can tee up stuff that's coming up on binge worthy, uh, Mike just is about to talk to the creators of uh, super pumped that show with about Uber with Joseph Gordon Levitt. Those creators are the writers, David uh, uh, Levian, Le- uh, Levine and Brian Koppelman of uh, the creators of billions. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Our flag means death is going up this week. David Jenkins yeah. and Taika Waititi and Reese Darby talk to all of them. It's good conversations. We got, we're going to talk about winning time, which is so good. I can't wait to talk about that. Yes. Winning time, the LA Lakers show by Adam McKay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you happen to be one of those people who has not liked Adam McKay's movies, I would put myself in that boat for the last little <laughs> while. I think this is a big redemption for him. Like this is better than his last three movies for sure. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed all of them, but I also very, very much enjoyed Winning Time. Yeah, lots of stuff to check out, and we will go back to creating it. You'll, you'll be hearing us constantly. So thanks <laughs> for joining and listening on Yellowstoners, and we hope you enjoyed it. And we just encourage you to, uh, you know, obviously the, the like and subscribe and all that stuff. But if you know someone who likes Yellowstone and is just catching up on it or is just catching up on 1883, uh, we'd encourage you to, to, you know, word of mouth, share with friends and, and let people know that we exist and pass it on and let people listen because hopefully you'll enjoy that too. 
All right. Until next time, keep on Yellowstone, folks. Thank mm-hmm. you.